than going to work. At least for me, anyway. And I know my dad always hates working from home because he feels like they breathe down his neck even more when he's at home. Yeah, I know all the hiding spots at work for when it's busy and I don't feel like doing anything. I I guess I'd have to find new ones if I was at home. <laughs> yeah, just not near your computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to let everybody know, I've been recording for 31 seconds. Okay. I haven't said anything incriminating yet, really. No, I know. No, 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 not at all. Yet being the operative word. (laughs) (laughs) On this special edition of Bad Rad Movies, four friends get together to talk about two films that have nothing to do with each other. All of the glory days at the drive-in. Will they be good movies? Maybe. Will they be bad? Maybe two. This is Bad Rad Movies. Also watch Late Night Double Feature. Welcome to another episode of... Bad Rad Movies, also watch Late Night, Night spelled N-I-T-E, double feature. Is that right? Yeah, that was right. You got it. (laughs) Perfect. Where you're going to get two movies that have nothing to do with each other. Um, These are not drive-in movies. (laughs) These are movies that I found on Amazon Prime. Oh, hi. I'm Erica, by the way. (laughs) This is Richard's podcast. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm Erica from Customers Also Watched. Uh, Richard, this is your podcast. Say hi. Hi. Welcome to my podcast. (laughs) And we're also joined by Jonathan and Joe from Late Night Psychorama. Hi. Hola. Hello. (laughs) I don't feel like telling anyone about my podcast. John or Joe, do you want to talk about Late Night? Go ahead, Joe. Tell, Tell the folks at home all about it. Well, it's like Erica said up top. You get two movies that have nothing to do with each other, a la the glory days of the drive-in. And there are spoilers, so don't watch or don't listen before you watch if you don't want them spoiled for you. Uh, These that we will be talking about tonight, not so much, maybe. Uh, When you go to film school and you learn about the you know, the, the art of filmmaking, there is a term for these in, in the film book. They are called Joe movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, can you tell us what are the two movies we're covering tonight? Tonight we are covering Satan's Children and Beyond the Seventh Door. <laughs> okay. Um... Richard, which one do you want to start with? Um, I guess we could do, since Joe said it, we could do Satan's Children first, I guess. Okay. Joe, can you tell the folks at home all about Satan's Children? <clears throat> Nothing to be ashamed of. Having a problem. Everybody's got problems. Bobby is a regular teenage boy with irregular problems. Chiefly among those, the brutal rape he suffers. But that's nothing that joining a homophobic satanic cult can't fix, though. <laughs> this movie was incredible, by the way. <laughs> I had no expectations when I clicked on it, and then yeah. like watching it, I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I thought it, it, it feels like one of those like cheap, um, 
dangers of whatever, like drugs or evil, heavy metal music, et cetera, et cetera, except that it's a lot more brutal and it's on the side of the devil, which is incredible. Uh, Like literally when I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, okay. The the evil kid who's used the Satan to get his comeuppance is going, it's going to like, backlash the last five minutes and he's going to suffer and die and no no it's just like yo this kid's uh satan take care of him takes uh satan takes care of him and yeah that's good good movie joe you said this is defined as a joe movie why is that um it is tedious to the point of <laughs> extreme enjoyment uh it has awfully read dialogue i mean every, everybody's working off of off of the cue cards clearly i mean the, <laughs> the guy who plays bobby is a little bit better than everybody else but that that means absolutely nothing uh the plotting is I, I don't even necessarily know what the plot of this movie is other than uh, apparently somebody really wanted to get their homophobic message out there because anything having to do with gay is bad, apparently, in this world. But wouldn't uh, that be good? And like, you know, if you were a devil worshiper, though, wouldn't that be like a good thing if it was bad? Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering. Yeah, which is like how, why I why I suspect that the people who made this were just awful people because in a satanic cult that would never be uh, a a thing to be upset about, but um yeah, it's the basis for what like Bobby gets brutally raped in a car. And then he ends up being cared for by a woman who's part of a satanic cult who hates gays. So I guess it's like, here's our avenue for revenge. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely problematic, but uh, it is so fucking stupid (laughs) that you can't possibly really get upset about it because it's just stupid. Wonderfully stupid on many levels. Yeah. But isn't the fact like, isn't a big part of the movie how like the Satan cult are like not really attuned with Satan and Bobby is. I think so. Yeah. I, I guess maybe, I mean, they, they, uh, they're like all the poser Satanists and he comes along Right, and then right. at the end, he was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, they're they're all like, "Listen to like Avenge Sevenfold," and he comes to, <laughs> and he's just like, "Check out this fucking Man of War album I got." <laughs> and Satan's like, "This is this is my this is my kid now." And the best movie, like the whole movie, like he escapes, he gets chased around in his underwear, and like. <laughs> has people drown in quicksand and shit like that with his like lucky Satan. like he doesn't even do anything it's just like the omen where satan's like hovering over him protecting him the whole time and then he goes back home to his shitty like stepdad and stepsister and just like walks into the house and is like 
gruesome ass tidy whities like a boss and just walks to the fridge and just starts downing shit and eating everything this movie was it was like a daydream i had when i was like 15 and being bullied yeah. it's lovely it's incredible yeah so including the 47 year old stepsister playing like she's 16 <laughs> or something uh, yeah uh, yeah, this <laughs> this movie was made by in Florida by like a TV, like a local TV producer or something. Yeah, I want to actually touch on that because Joe, you mentioned like it's made by a terrible person, and it's it was a Fox Television Network guy, and so oh. there it is. Yeah, there you go. Um, so one thing I wanted to like just bring up with it is like there's a couple of reviews on letterbox and i normally do these on my podcast but i i think they're relevant for this so one of the reviews i read about it is by this guy evan and i also um follow him on instagram and he has hosted um movies at weird wednesday here at uh, alamo draft house in austin so um he i don't know what the fuck is going on joe what what sorry I dropped out again. Oh, you're sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't even notice. Okay. I didn't notice either. Sorry, I'm it's keeping okay. that in. <laughs> no, I'm <just> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was like abrupt. It was. It was. It was honest. It was true. That was good acting. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Satan's children is fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know because I didn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, I know. Okay. So, anyway, this guy Evan has a review on Letterboxd and uh, he made a film called Ask Anybody, but he spelled B U D D Y. Um, And um, so he wrote. he gave it four stars and he wrote, leave it to a director at uh, Tampa's Fox affiliate to make a movie about a satanic cult that hates gays as much as everybody else. Um, there's a mean nasty streak of homophobia running through the entirety of this Tampa shot short and opus is Bobby. Our protagonist is foot molested by his stepsister at dinner cruised at Tampa's famous hub bar gang raped in the back of a car and then dumped at a compound owned by a group of Satanists who don't want anything to do with him either. It's a never ending succession of bad taste and even worse decisions. As Bobby spends the entire second act being chased through the Lutz brush in his underwear, dodging electrified fences and quicksand pits in his mission to prove that he's totally straight and cool with Satan. The entire film is so strange and off kilter that the third act swerves into bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia territory. And it's about the least surprising thing here. This is what Tampa is really like. Mm-hmm. I can see this movie coming from Tampa. It's the death metal capital of the world, so yeah, a pro Satan killer kid movie that's squeamish about being touched by dudes. I, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, there is one other. Uh, <laughs> there's one other angle with this movie too that a couple people brought up um, in reviews, and that's um, a boogie nights sort of vibe with it so 
one reviewer actually wrote, um, there's this moment in Boogie Nights where Dirk Diggler hits rock bottom and boards a stranger's van, pause it there, yes. and then start this film. At that oh, moment. wow. Wow. Yeah. And I actually kind of want to do that now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I'm going to rewatch this. <laughs> I haven't watched it so long. I know that scene that's like, he, he's just like giving blowjobs out, mm-hmm. right? At that point. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg did that in real life, too. Allegedly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot. Yeah. You're not allowed to just You're make welcome, up stuff. <laughs> Oh, no, that's fine. I'm sure he did. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. What's the point of the internet if we can't just make up wild rumors about people? (laughs) I heard he just got fucked in the ass, but okay, that's cool. Let's just go with that. Allegedly. I'm sorry. Allegedly. (laughs) I was trying to help, but I'm just going to (laughs) stop. Um, So, yeah, like for people who are listening, if you want to watch this movie, first of all, it's on Tubi. So I would start with this, you know, this review's recommendations to watch Boogie Nights up to the point where Dirk Diggler gets in the van and then go on Tubi and start watching Satan's Children. So, Yeah, um, speaking of getting in vans and like blowing dudes, like <laughs> I'm going to do that with the people at Tubi because I love them. So <laughs> they, they put the wackiest shit on. It's perfect. They deserve. They definitely deserve it. <laughs> Richard, we didn't get your thoughts yet. What did you think about Satan's Children? I I actually liked this movie. I mean, um, it had a lot of the elements of like previous films I enjoyed. Whether if, um, it was like Island of Death, but like with a lot of like Satan in it, and uh, it, it was it was enjoyable. Like there were e- even the parts that were um technically shitty were entertaining to me too i actually i i really dug the shit out of this fucking movie like yes there was a lot of like negative stereotypes when it comes to like um you know um anti-homosexual fucking stereotypes but re- regardless of that i just kind of ignored it and i just went oh that's it's it's a pretty entertaining film like even it, even by like it's like bad quality of it i i really enjoyed it like i i got entertainment off of it um I wasn't really bored at any point. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was good. So it non ironically has like the classic like Batman TV show quicksand pit for yeah. no reason. <laughs> A movie that, that just brazenly does that. Yeah. And that's... the ending the ending is just like, oh, I'm gonna fucking my stepsister that's been trying to molest me i'm just gonna fucking crucify her and then lead this like some charles manson like teenager like what a fucking great way to end it yeah (laughs) and for listeners obviously we're spoiling this movie but we're not taking away anything that you any enjoyment that you will get out of watching this movie if yeah yeah Yeah, we could literally tell you word by word movement by movement this entire movie and it would still not dampen the immense joy you will feel watching it yes (laughs) so um i am on a mission because as much as i'm sure this guy is super shitty he made another movie called willie's gone um three years before this one there (laughs) 
I know. Um, so it's, <laughs> the poster on IMDb says it's a black and white story filmed in color. So powerful and believable. It's frightening. And it's <laughs> a, sure. a film, um, the IMDb trivia about it says the film is presumed lost. So people, you know, check your addicts, I guess for Willie's Gone 1972 directed by Joe Wyzeki Wyzeki something I don't know what, what what genre is it it looks like um it it looks like I don't even know it's it's the plot of this thing hold please he probably tried to make a real movie and gave up and it's like you know what I'm gonna make a fucking devil kid movie that's popular Oh, somebody's barking. Not me. Sorry. Hang on. A young black man escapes the ghetto and flees to the country where he befriends a migrant organizer entangled in a labor dispute amidst racial prejudice. I thought you were going to say befriends a satanic cult, and we just found the prequel to Satan's Children. <laughs> no. That would have... Yeah. I would have told you about No, we can't win them all. I know, but still. I know this is going to be... I am still curious about it just because of this other one, even though I know there's no way it's going to be as magical as Satan's children, but yeah, it, it, that's impossible. Yeah. Satan's children. is like some lost Jim Van Beber fucking delusion. Speaking of which there's a character in this movie that actually kind of looks like Jim Van Beber. Go on. I think I know where you're because I watched this like... I don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> yeah, none of these people are, ever went on it's to a, do anything. It's like him and some other guy show up at one point and you see them for like five seconds and like they say something and then I don't think you even see them again. Probably not. You know, Jim Van Beber, I think he lives in Florida now, so he could have had, you know, <laughs> he could have been there at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jim Van Beber well, definitely he's from Ohio, is, though. Yeah, Ohio and Florida are like the same state when it comes to you know those type of white people. If you, if you, I don't want to sound racist against white people, but the white people from Ohio and Florida are disgusting. I, I think you're allowed to say, it, John. It's fine. <laughs> am I? Am I allowed to say that? I, of course. How does it feel to be a racist piece of shit? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Okay. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I just went went there. This should be really kicking in. I mean, I, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. Like, you know, whenever you see your Florida guy in the news, come on. Yeah, I immediately think of Ohio. Right. <laughs> Ohio? No, Ohio is just like Florida for the North. It's like it's it, it, you know that movie Gummo. That's that's true. That's what Ohio is really like. All right, somebody stop me, please. I'm just rambling. other thoughts okay. on final thoughts on Satan's Children. Anybody? It's a masterpiece. Okay. Bad, 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 bad. Um. So, Joe, uh, what did you like about the movie? What did you dislike about the movie? And what would you give it out of a ten? I especially like just the lazy Satanism of the movie. It's like they took 
cliches of stuff that they had seen and did it, but like in the most uninspired uh, quarter assed way possible. It's and, definitely my grandma's idea of devil worship. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it. And, and it, That's what makes it magical, I, though. I, I, the, yeah, like I find it charming because it's like, oh, that's cute that that's what you think that is. <laughs> um, what I did not like about the movie, well, the blatant, uh, you know, homophobia didn't really need to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm sure as some other plot device could have been used, but you know, maybe that was their whole reason for wanting to put that out there. I don't know. Um, <sighs> Out of a ten, how many numbers are there? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! In general, I thought you just like from the ratings. Uh, how high do numbers go? All the way. I, don't, I think it's. I think it's infinite. <laughs> um. I will give this okay, I will be reasonable and I will give this a double hinged rating. I will say if you are this kind of person who loves this shit, I'll I'll give it, it like a, a seven. If you are a um quote unquote normal, well adjusted person that likes you know, modern garbage. You you'll you'll probably just burst into flames the second that the title card comes on. So don't watch it because it's not for you, and you don't deserve it. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right, uh, Richard. Same question to you. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty much on par with what what Joe said. Um, I mean, what I liked about the movie was a lot of the uh, unintentional funny moments, whether if it was... uh, I mean, I didn't like the whole anti uh, or the homophobic things that went on. But, like, for example, like when... um, What's his name? The the young kid, Bobby or whatever? Like, he's at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and, like... Yeah, and like this older gentleman is like, you know, trying to obviously hit up on him and then like the this younger guy or whatever is like basically doing the same thing but yet somehow convinces him to get in his car and that's when he decides to get all his friends to gang rape him. I mean, I'm not saying that's what I liked about the movie, but I like the fact that he was able to trick Bobby into doing that. So, there you go. That's what I liked about it. Let the record uh, show that Richard liked this plan. Yes, I did. Right, I right. loved that plan. Richard, I, I couldn't Richard have... took notes of this plan. Yes, I did. I wrote down <laughs> notes and uh, I did the whole bit. Um, no, uh, no, but not. Uh, Do you want me same... to be? Yes. Do you want me to be the doughy guy that that flirts with him first, so you can like bully yeah. me and show show him you're the alpha? Yes, exactly. Yes, oh. I want. I would like to do that. Um, 
<laughs> Did Cameron get any money for selling the rights of his life story for this? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to ask him, uh, Cameron. If you're listening, uh, you can feel free to let us know on the next episode. Um, let's see. Uh, no, no. What, what? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. What Joe said. What I liked. What he liked about the movie. Like uh, a lot of entertaining things happened in there. Whether he was, um, you know, uh, Bobby ended up like killing everybody and things like that. Um, uh, that that were fucking with him. Um, what I didn't like about the movie, there was a lot of slow parts in there, whether if it was like, I felt like when he was running away in his underwear that I figured that could have like some parts could have been cut off, but I mean, but it was, it was fine. But, um, yeah, as far as what I would give the score out of a 10, I'd have to probably give it an eight. Uh, I found it very, uh, enjoyable. Um, I haven't really quite seen a movie like this before. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. So there you go. John, uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, it's it's special. It's it, it's for people who watched too much of those something weird video type movies growing up. And I'm raising it, my hand. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I'm glad it exists. It's it's tasteless and nasty and pointless and weird. And just, but done with like this naive, cheap regional charm. It's 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 an eight. This is what um, the movie Precious should have been. Oh. It, it, it would be a, a great double feature. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Precious was just the standalone. It, she was supposed to come into the Satan's Children cinematic universe, but the, yes. but the franchise never really took off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Erica. Thank you, Joe. Share your thoughts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, like uh, I mentioned to listeners already that this was on Tubi, and this was a random, like, my turn to pick the movie find. And I am so glad I was just randomly like, how about that movie? That sounds interesting. <laughs> and I really like, I mean, Joe, you mentioned at the beginning, like how tedious it is, but it's one of those things where you're, you're plowing through the tedium, just like transfixed on what's happening. And then when it takes that sharp turn at the end, like, that's my favorite part where, you know, when you watch a movie like this and it gives you that payoff, it just, it's so right. satisfying. So um, I'm going to give this a 7.77 because they did not quite get the Satanism right. Oh, that's a <laughs> rating, though. Why? Oh, it's just, it's, uh, that's just, that's just God holy stuff. What? Seven seven seven. What is that? I'm not really. I don't know what you're talking about. Isn't that? It's it's like the Goody Two Shoes version of six six six. Is it? Is no, it is not. Or am I am I getting it confused with something else? I thought seven seven no, seven was Danzig like a lucky has, has, number. Has has song has a song about seven seven seven. Okay. I'll take my apology now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank I, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. 
going to take a quick break for a promo and we we'll right back with our next movie. All right. Yay. We'll return after these messages. You're fucking lucky to be alive. Look at me. A candy color clown. Please be a good neighbor to us. I'll send you a love letter. Straight from my heart, fuckers! You know what a love letter is? It's the indie film review from the fucking Necropodicon Network, fuckers! You receive a love letter from me, you're fucked forever! You understand? Fuck! I'll send you straight to the Necropodicon Network, fucker! In dreams, I walk with you. In dreams, I talk to you. In the indie film review, you're mine all the time. Forever. In the Necropodicon Network. Check out the indie film review for the lowdown of all the coolest indie films you probably never heard of. Have you seen Blue Velvet? We hope you have. Indie film review. Joe, tell everybody about Beyond the Seventh Door. Ex-con Boris is looking for one more job to set himself up before going straight. An old girlfriend, Wendy, has just the job. Her ultra-rich paraplegic boss's mansion, Castle? But it, it may not be as easy as it seems. Once again... I love this movie. It's it's dumb. It's stupid. It has the lead is the guy. He's the hitman from The Untouchables, mixed with Tommy Wiseau. I was just gonna and, ask, like, did, does anyone else and, think that Tommy Wiseau is a fucking hack? Because he basically stole this acting style. Like, I just kept thinking Tommy Wiseau the whole fucking time I was watching this movie. I'm like, where the fuck was this guy the whole time? Why wasn't he in the room? It's an ambitious plot made with, like, dollar store escape room production. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like... Asking yourself, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? What the <laughs> fuck is this? But at the same time, it is like it's entertaining. It's it's yeah. It's something that I wish like, I saw like at like two in the morning going through the channels when I was like twelve in the summer when I'd find like shit that like USA up all night or fucking Sci Fi Channel would play back when those two channels were like good. Is USA even a channel anymore? I haven't had cable in like ten years. Um, I don't know. Maybe I know I'm, I'm not sure. Is sci-fi s y f y? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe anyway, you can Google it. Joe, I'm very curious about what you would think of Beyond the Seventh Door. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so I kind of had an idea of what was going on. USA Network is still alive, by the way. Okay. Um. For you know all the people that had that burning question in there, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so I was like, okay, I I kind of had myself like prepared, and it turned out that I was not prepared <laughs> because 
oh man, did this this one do a number on me? <laughs> I I I I I don't. <sighs> I I, I'm, I I think I laughed the entire time, <laughs> and and that's not that's not a a knock on the movie. I mean, the people oh, who made it probably see it as, as a knock, but I was howling the entire time because yeah. I mean, it's it's just one dumb sentence after another and like john said the the the, uh the ultra you know dollar store um effects and uh booby trap uh what's the word like apparatus and like in in a an area where they clearly like did not have any money to do anything crazy but they kind of made it feel that way like it it still felt like ooh, this is kind of kind of insane the way that this is going but it's but they had like so little resources to pull it off and i'm actually glad that they had Lazar Rockwood and whoever the other woman is um, because they're terrible <laughs> and them being terrible completes like, you know, like it, it completes Formula. the circuit and yeah. makes the ridiculousness and trashiness of it just so. Mwah. Yeah. The, the, like, the, there, <laughs> there's a line in, in, in there. Okay. okay like, just to kind of like mention what happens when I said it might not be that easy. They end up in the house via costume party and they get into the, they, they go into the basement and then it turns out that this whole <laughs> like bottom level has been set up just in case somebody ever tried to break in and rob the house that there are seven rooms that have like booby traps of of various kinds <laughs> and each one is completely absurd and ridiculous and there there's a line where it's uh, something about rings and she, Wendy the girlfriend is trying to you know oh, yeah. kind of get get her get her brain going and she's just kind of like you know she's just rambling off the top of her head and she, and she says something about lord of the rings and oh, yeah. he, he he he's just like lord of the ring who is that guy who is and that guy? i saw a review where the where the per, a person brought brought that up in their review and they said the best part about this moment and is kind of a microcosm for the movie as a whole is I don't know if that was Boris or Lazar Rockwood talking at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, the the lead is this deranged Tommy Wiseau mutant named Lazar Rockwood, and like the way this guy did not have a career after this blows my mind because he could have been like he did. Robert Zatar. Oh, did he? I thought he only had like another movie that he did with this guy. No, he no, he he's still working. He's he's had a, a long career as a character actor. Okay, I'm googling this right now because I could not find Go it. I, I, oh, think, well. I, I think his other movies. 
Like Benedict, looks terrifying. Benedict's other movie with uh, Lazar, Brooklyn Nights, is on your watch list. Right, but, but that was but all I Also, speaking of that movie, only two people have logged watching that on Letterboxd, and I am like, I really need to find that movie. I need to see that. We'll find it. He's in Witchblade. Um, wow, this looks fucking dumb. Richard. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say it was quality work, but he's been working. He's been working, yeah. Richard, while John is going down that rabbit hole, what did you think about Beyond the Seventh Door? I... I actually, yeah, I, I I love this movie. Like this, this, I wish I would have found this movie like a long time ago. This, this is one of the few yes. times where it's the diamond in the rough. It's like, it has all the elements of like, you know, whether if it's Miami connection or Samurai cop, I fucking love it. Like my, my, um, I don't know if you guys had what Joe said that there's like several traps or whatever. And it's several mm-hmm. different rooms. I don't know if you guys had specifically like your favorite room, but I, I mean, for me, I mean, besides the fact that I like the I water do. one, but <laughs> my, my my favorite one was when um the I forgot the guy's name, but the basically the Tommy Wiseau kind of character, uh, he's like trying to do the whole Indiana Jones sliding under the <laughs> aluminum fucking gate thing. But, like, he just epically fails, and he's like, oh, I can't slide under it. I'm just going to awkwardly just roll (laughs) underneath the aluminum gate. And, like, it's just, it was so stupid. And I'm like, can't you just, like, even if it did shut, like, you could just kick the fucking thing, and it'll, like, bust open. But that was the magic behind it. It was like they just still treated it as if it was like this giant fucking steel gate that could crush you if it closes on you and that's what right. i loved about it it was great like i don't know yeah, no, yeah, no, what, what you said right. like, about them. wishing that you had found it when you were younger if i had found this when i was younger you would have all never heard of me later in life because i would have died that day <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but like it, it they all play it completely straight. Like they're never yeah. ironic at all, despite how fucking cheap mm-hmm. the the gadgets or anything looks. Like it is. Do you remember? They made a documentary about it. There was a kid in the eighties after seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark. He made yeah. like he remade it on Super Eight with his friends, mm-hmm. and that's what this movie reminds me of. It's just like, oh hey. <laughs> We have we're, we have ten year olds and at five dollars we're gonna make this like big trap filled heist movie, but it, we just have you know I don't know it's like R rated Legends of the Hidden Temple. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. that's what makes these movies fucking magical is that like uh, I'm, I'm I guarantee you whether if it's the people in the movie or the people making the movie like they're completely fucking in denial and think that they're making a, this awesome super fucking great movie. Right. But it's like right. they're never yeah. fun when they when they're in on the joke. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like it's the same thing with like Neil Breen movies and shit. Like that's that's what makes them oh, so yeah. great. Like it's fucking yeah. magical. <laughs> I can't wait until I see uh, Veronica because Danzig is definitely seems to be the type that thinks his movie is for real. Are there any new updates on that? Oh, I know yeah, we were talking about it last time. I just got mine in the mail yesterday. So, that soon. so Richard, yeah. I'm really glad that this like was one of those diamond in the rough movies for you because 
So this actually came up on a list uh, on Amazon. So that's where people can watch it if you're curious and everyone should watch it. But um, it came up on a list and I almost picked it. It was like second runner up. Um, but I, I ended up picking something else. And then John and I watched it and I was like, this is a perfect movie for Richard. And so that's sort of what sparked like my choice episodes. Uh, Very good movie. choice. So I'm glad it. Very good. Awesome. Great fucking job. For you, Richard. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I had this movie in, in the fall of my head because when I was in New York City one time, I went to some comic book store. I forget what it's called, but it was like a big comic book store in like Times Square. And uh, they have like a, a room full of movies or not a room full, like a big like center for movies, though, and like movie books. And I went to the horror cult section and I found the copy of this used and like it looked wild, but I just didn't feel like buying anything then. And I forgot all about it. And then when Erica brought it up, I was like, holy shit, that that's like something that's been on my radar. And I forgot all about. <laughs> so I, I'm very glad I watched this fucking turd. It, yeah. It's wonderful. It's really good. I, I fucking enjoyed the fuck out of it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to show people this like one day. Yes. It's one of those movies too that like it's it's it would be. I mean, unless you're Joe, you know, uh, not everyone can be Joe. That's going to be a compliment. Sorry, I didn't mean it to sound like that. But um, more okay. en- more enjoyable <laughs> with a huge group of people because it's it's so like out there. Yeah. it's like one of those gather your friends around and watch the movies. So. Um, right. You just want to show somebody like, look at this fucking deranged thing I found projected into the screen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe, what was your what was your favorite movie trap or whatever we're calling it? Room. Okay. <laughs> the water room. Yes. I have oh. <laughs> many questions <laughs> about so do I. the water room. So what happens is, uh, how does it get triggered? I forget how how the water got she triggered. Screws something in the in the wall panel, like a. Oh a, right, 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 <laughs> right. She's she, so she's got a screwdriver that she got they the hang mark. on her unscrewing the screw <laughs> for like seven hours, <laughs> and not a moment of it do I regret watching, <laughs> and. At one point, he's like, well, how many are there? And she's like, I don't know, 20, 20 30? 30? There's like five. <laughs> There's like five of them. Uh, and then when that- he goes later to, to to unscrew them, he does like three and it, and, it, and it's over. So I, I, I don't know. Like, apparently she's like me and she doesn't know how high numbers go. And there's, I, I, I don't know what's happening. But the water starts coming in through these tubes in the wall like like little um like pipes that are that are that are openings in the wall and <laughs> she is obviously panicking she starts ripping her dress apart take off to your clothes plug the pipes up <laughs> with pieces of the dress the dress she is wearing is made of material that is borderline paper <laughs> and there is not hardly any of it. And yeah. she is voraciously ripping this dress apart, plugging the holes up and it's not working. It'll work for a little bit. And then the water pressure eventually pushes the, the, uh, 
the the piece of the dress out when the dress becomes you know completely waterlogged and she just keeps going right back to it anyway which brings me to my next point so eventually the water gets so high and she's swimming up with the water and there's like a chute that he's calling down to her from right and the whole time i'm thinking to myself why the panic eventually you're gonna get up to the top if you just go up with the water right right and he tries to save her in the most fucking (laughs) useless way he had okay first of all he has a utility belt like not like a batman utility belt but he has like a ridiculously uh uh populated with all kinds of shit on it utility belt and it turns out that like the cord or whatever it is he has isn't quite long enough and then he does he he does something to get it to where like she can grab a hold of it and then he puts zero effort into pulling her up and just gives up, which is fucking hilarious. He yeah. uses his belt because I remember specifically because they had this angle pointing up at him as if like looking up at him through the pipe that she fell down and he's like calling at her through because it's pointed directly at his crotch the whole time <laughs> while he's taking off his belt and his like utility, his like suburban dad, like, tool belt thing or whatever he uses his belt in the extension cord which she grabs onto and just holds it while the water is filling up and just he just holds it there and that's it like joe said just fucking gives up but then eventually the water drains out for whatever reason so i don't know how that other guy who the dead body in there how the fuck did he die well he's not dead because you still see him fucking breathing that's true he's not very dead Apparently, the exploits of that guy's life are actually special features on the DVD. Uh, oh, oh, wow! Now I, uh, now I regret not buying. Because it. now you need, yeah, you need the exposition on right. on on dead guy in in the basement. Also, by the way, the shoot that they are um, talking to each other through that mm-hmm. they like camera wise shoot it as if it's like they're looking at each other. Mm-hmm. They can't be looking at each other because when you see it later, when they're looking up at it after the water drains, it curves. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a big. Yeah. D- didn't also like it kind of show that when she first fell through that fucking hole yes. that it was like a long fucking like slide yes. sort of tube shit. I don't know. It, was, it, it was, clearly yep. did. Yeah. Just, the, uh, um, it's a great movie. Yeah. What was it? The, the spelling of uh, the what was it like the Indiana Jones stepping on stones kind of yes that was my favorite part that like the logic in her brain that she's going through with all of like the Roman gods and all of that (laughs) it's just it's befuddling and amazing and like it's like the rings of Saturn Saturn and all the rings (laughs) Lord of the rings who's that (laughs) <laughs> that's how i talk to people at work by the way 
So after the water room is the the last one, and I mean up to this point, there there's like a a combo lock which they figure out in a dumb way. There's the Indiana, there are a couple of Indiana Jones ripoffs. They get to the water room, and then there's the last room, the sixth beyond the sixth door or the panel when they finally get all the screws undone. There's a briefcase with one million dollars just fucking sitting there. And I don't, I mean, you, no matter how fucking rich I am, no matter what, I would never just have a million dollars sitting in a briefcase for this whole like scheme and entertainment. Uh, I just, it, it, even like the end, it's like, it's absolutely absurd. If I was a billionaire, I would definitely have all this. I would definitely have weirdos try to fucking go through my castle, palace, torture, dungeon, heist room to get a million dollars in a briefcase, but die every single time. <laughs> Is that bad? No. No. Okay. As long as it mean, wasn't like this setup. Like if you actually had the sort of, you know, people dying and torture and all the other stuff. Then yeah, sure. do it better. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. No, I think I'm going to to keep the cheap ass, lazy way of doing this. I think that's the charm. And plus, I'll catch everybody off guard. They'll look at how fucking dumb everything looks and thinks they got it, and then get spiked. I, I do have a question for you, Erica, because I know how much you hate the Saw movies, which I agree they're fucking stupid. But would you have enjoyed the Saw movies a lot more if they were of this caliber? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you <laughs> I go. mean, I can only I can only speak for the first one. I haven't seen the rest, so. Oh uh, yeah, don't I, bother watching them. Yeah, I they're, didn't they're see shit. a point. So if they yeah. if 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 someone told me though, like, hey, you've seen Beyond the Seventh Door, Saw Eight is just like that. I would be like, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> if if I ever got attached to a Saw movie. I'd gather all the cast and crew for a screening of this and be like, okay, this is what we're going for, guys. This is what Saw was supposed to be like. <laughs> right. I want to play a little game. Maybe <laughs> Maybe, maybe th- that's what the new one that Chris Rock produced yeah. is like. <laughs> that's not, true. I thought, I thought I a fucking new one. <laughs> yeah, there's another Saw movie. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Story by Chris Rock. Uh, Didn't he direct it, or did he just hire somebody to direct it? No, he he, he the, the the story is his, and he produced it. Okay. Oh, he's not in it. I thought he was in, it, in too. it too. No, he is in it, but oh, you know, okay. I'm saying like behind the scenes, it's it's his story, and he and he produced it. Is this right. the and part then he where you're saying you're a Ty West fan now, Joe? Oh yeah. No. Oh, that's later. Oh, no, right. that's not. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna wait until we were done. Are, are 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 we done singing the praises of Beyond the Seventh Door? I anyone else? I, don't I mean, we'll. We I mean, ever I mean, in life, be. we'll never actually no. be done. But right. no. Let's let's close but, it out formally. We'll do our official recommendations, and then Joe, I definitely want to hear what your what statement you're redacting from a previous. Bad Red Movies also watch late night NHTE well, thing. Jesus Thank you. God. I'm sorry. Good, it's a lot of words. Good attempt. <laughs> I know. I, 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 so, um, uh, 
What am I doing? Joe, what did you like about the movie? What did you dislike about the movie? And what would you give it out of a 10? I liked everything about this movie and I disliked nothing about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And there is no way that anybody with any kind of pulse can watch this regardless of whatever kind of person you are and not enjoy it. So I'm going to just go ahead and give this a 10 because what is there not to like about this fucking movie? <laughs> Richard, same question to you. Well, before that, Joe, which movie did you like better? This one oh. or the previous? Definitely this one, but you know, it's not like I'm not going to go watch Satan's Children, you know, several more times in my life. That is true. Mm-hmm. All right. Um what I liked okay, about Richard? this movie yeah, I, 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 this this guy is my new fucking hero. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Lazar Rockwood. Lazar Rockwood. Which is, if, if I ever have a son, he's doomed to be Lazar Rockwood's his <laughs> That's already a fucking awesome name right there. Like, I, I, why, where the fuck was this guy? Why didn't fucking James Franco play as this motherfucker? Like, I, I love, yeah. I like the way how this guy talks way better than Tommy Wiseau speaks, like, which I think he needs to take lessons from this guy. Like, I just, just everything that he says is just, even when he's trying to be so serious about it, or if it's a life-threatening situation, it just sounds fucking silly. Like, he's just like, oh, no, you're gonna get killed. Don't, don't do this, Lisa. Don't do this. It's, 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 it's fucking amazing. Like, I... Never, there was not even one time where even if nothing, there wasn't anything happening when he talks, like, I just got such entertainment out of it. Like, um, yeah, I don't think there was really anything that I didn't like about the movie. Um, I'm going to agree with Joe on that. And as far as what I would give out of a 10, I don't know if I would give it a 10, but I would probably give it like a good like nine because it's very fucking entertaining. If you like bad movies, um, this is definitely one of them. Like this is something that you could uh, add to your collection of unintentionally entertaining fucking horrible shit movies. Okay. Um, so did you like this one more than Satan's Children or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, John. <laughs> Um, I don't want to sound lazy and say everything for things I like, but here's, here's one tidbit. This is one thing I would change. I kind of wish that they had a third person who gets like wiped out by one of the traps early on so that there was a bit more tension. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. And like also like a, a gruesome death would have really like put this movie over the edge for me. Like if they got to like trap number two and trap number three and he, Lazar Rockwood had a partner and he just got his, you know, arms cut off and died. I think this movie would have been perfect. Or to make it even better, like he he wouldn't die right away. Like each trap, like something bad would happen to that third person. So. <laughs> it would be it would be like the night from. From Monty Python, Python, yeah. <laughs> First one, he has his leg chopped off, and then the second one, he's like, I don't know, fucking has his like arm cut off or some shit, and he just keeps going. He even, he even survives. <laughs> Your arms off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? 
It would be, it'd be funny if he even survives the explosion at the end and you just see him rolling away with a briefcase full of money. No limbs. <laughs> He's got the fucking bills in his mouth. <laughs> How are you still alive? Oh, oh, rolling, he's he rolling possible? a fucking cigarette with it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, him and the cigarettes. Yeah, the cigarettes are almost a plot point unto themselves. Yeah, that's that's the drinking game for it, folks. If you watch this with a group of friends, that's your drinking game every time Lazar lights up. Uh, John, what would you give it out of a ten? I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Why is Lazar Rockwood not handsome enough for you? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just feel wrong. It's on Richard's uh, scale. It's on like the bad rad scale. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like there's, there's better bad movies out there, so I can't give it a ten. But it's still fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's up there. And but I'm gonna, it's, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm gonna I'm assume so that you like the uh, Satan's Children movie better, right? <sighs> What did I give Satan's Children? Did you give that like also an eight? I believe. Yeah, you gave that an eight. You gave them both an eight. So they're different types of movies, so it's hard to. I probably go with this one though. There's more to like laugh at, but I Satan's Children rubs like the nostalgia thing for me though. Just like sitting in my room watching bad seventies horror movies. But this is yeah. This definitely feels like something that would have been on like USA up all night, and I would have watched as a kid. And actually thought like it was legitimately cool. <laughs> Even though I liked this one slightly better, like I still enjoy the fuck out of the out of both of these. Like these were these are like if I had to choose the two movies, the go to movies, these would be the ones. Like uh, you know, for a special occasion. Out of all these the movies great. that we covered. Yeah, out of all the ones that we covered, yeah. Like it's 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 really good. Like Erica, you did a great job. Uh I win. awesome pick. So yeah, yeah, you fucking win by a landslide. So, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Sam Rockwell or whatever is my new fucking hero now. Oh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell isn't that the guy from Avatar? Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> Lazar Rockwell or whatever is that his name? Lazar Rockwell. I think it's Rockwood. Rockwood. Lazar Rockwood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just start talking like that fucking guy now. His, I love his voice. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> Have you seen the cover for the DVD of this? He looks like Richard Ramirez. Yes. That's why I picked it. Or not the DVD, but like the Amazon Prime yeah. thing. That's why, I picked, that's, yeah. that's why I was like looking. I was like, is that fucking, that looks like Richard Ramirez. And <laughs> It does. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, no one asked, but I'll give it anyway. So Erica, what go like, ahead. Erica, what'd you like, wait, Erica, what you like about the movie? What did you not like <laughs> about the movie? And finally, what score would you give the sound of a ten? Um, I it, it's it's one of those like it's just endearing from start to finish. So bad, it's good. Uh, it's a movie that I would watch again with a group of people. Um, I'd give it uh, I'd give it a nine. Definitely worthy of uh, being played at the Alamo Draft House, huh? Yeah, I guess yeah. This, this is would definitely be like a weird Wednesday. weird Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think what I like most about it, though, is I'm glad like I, you know, found this one for you, Richard. So did a great job, and you know, I mean, bless your heart for sending me that big old box of DVDs. But this was I I, I wish you would have sent <laughs> this one in there too. 
So, well, I but don't no. own the DVD. <laughs> I know. I'm John just saying. John should, but he passed on it. So. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I bet you it's still sitting there. Next time I'm in Manhattan, if the coronavirus hasn't wiped us all out, I'll buy it. Uh, Joe, <laughs> you have a you have a proclamation to make. I heard. Dying to hear. Word on the street is so. Way back when we did the first one of these, oh, God. which was the after school lunch special. Oh, God. And yeah. One about beef. What and the fuck beer. was that other one? Uh, it's called. Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the stupid beer movie. My favorite part of that was was Richard made up a joke from one of those movies, and we all <laughs> laughed at it, even though it was something <laughs> But we just like we're so blanked out. You could have told that. me that anything happened, and <laughs> right. I fucking I made it up. I and you guys are like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a fucking cold-blooded serial killer stare. So of course I did not remember. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, go on, Joe. So there is the uh, horrible uh, kiss love gun cover that occurs in that other movie. Yeah. And John, you said to me, I'll bet you have a favorite kiss album. And I said, I do not. And I did not at the time. Oh, okay. But I do now. In (laughs) fact, I now have two favorite kiss albums. Whoa. Because I went on a kick where I was going back to a whole bunch of 70s stuff that I either have not heard or wanted to re-listen to. And I went into Kiss, and what I found was that there are two albums back-to-back in 80 and 81 that I have discovered that apparently I love those, and only those two. And it's the music from the elder, which was like a concept, like story album of something that was never actually a thing. It was almost like a soundtrack to a movie that never was ever truly made. And then the Creatures of the Night album, which came out the year after that. Erica is now doing her famous blank stare emoji face. What, what, why do you enjoy these? Like, what, what do they do for you? I'm just curious. I'll listen to them too. Okay. Music from the elder is like Kiss's Manowar album. Okay. It's, it's a, it's not obviously like as like straight up, like, you know, heavy as Manowar, but it has all the trappings of a Manowar record. It's pompous. It has a lot of like similar like types of um, like riffs and stuff like that, like kind of triumphant, like faux, you know, we're going to Valhalla kind of thing. Right. And all of the lyrics are like um, folklore, like fantasy based, like like it's about a kid that has to go on a quest with like, you know, sword fighting and war. The band uh, 
Yeah, the the singer it, Thor. Yeah. In, it, you could say it's sort of spiritually related, but but it doesn't sound like that at all. Okay. It definitely sounds like the weak demo that Man of War half-assed in the garage before they went and made... Um, was it Battle Hymns was the first one? Like, yeah, like it, it, it's kind of kind of like that. Uh, but actually, before Man of War, technically, so that they get maybe maybe they get a little credit for that. And then Creatures of the Night is actually just a good record that I don't understand why they never made anything as good as it before or after it. Okay. Moving on now, so we don't talk about <laughs> Kit. <laughs> I'll check it out. I mean, I can't, you know, knock it until I... You know. I'll listen to it when I visit Erica again. I'll give it a chance. I mean, I trust Joe's judgment. If he, like, said back then, like, I don't have a fucking favorite Kiss album, and, oh, wait, that was me. Yeah. Joe said the same thing, too, though. And if he's yeah, and going it. back on it, then I'm willing to give it a shot. So it's just don't fucking play Love Gun. Fuck. Yeah, Rock nobody has to. I, 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 I was just saying in the interest of transparency, because, you know, I've I've now had a had a, uh, you know, I've been born again. So I will check them out. I mean, I, I don't I've never heard them. Paul Stanley sings in falsettos a lot on music. From the elder, duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Also, uh, okay. I would. I, w- I, I, I I was actually thinking about the 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 guy who made Satan's Children, the the movie that he made that's lost. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that that was Bill O'Reilly's severance from Fox. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe made a funny. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I've acknowledged your joke. Pat, Pat, there you go. Good job. Here's a treat. Here to add a sound effect later. All right, folks. So if you want to check out these movies, Beyond the Seventh Door is available to watch for free on Amazon. Uh, Satan's Children is on Tubi. If you do not have Tubi, you're missing out. There's a ton of great movies on there. Tubi, you should sponsor this podcast or mine. Or yeah, and if, if you don't ours. have it on your TV, by the way, like if you don't have the Tubi app, you can actually go to Tubi like like on your computer. You yeah. You don't even have to do anything. You can just go on type in the search what you're looking for and if it's there you click it and it just streams automatically you don't have to sign up for anything yeah that's awesome that's great okay so uh if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes of this podcast you can follow bad rad movies on instagram facebook twitter email bad movies at gmail.com you can also follow Late Night Psychorama. Night is spelled N-I-T-E on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email at late night psychorama at gmail.com. 
Uh, customers also watched Facebook, Instagram, under customers also watched Twitter, CAW podcast, and Letterboxd also watched or email at customers also watched at gmail.com. Everybody say bye. Bye. Uh, Thanks, bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Bye. Of course, I, I suck dick for weed. Uh, 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 uh.